lovely listeners. It feels like it's been ages as we took our pod on a summer holiday last month. But now we are back, ready and raring to go with over-the-counter advice for the whole pharmacy team. This month we are looking forward to going back to school in September and thinking about the mental health of young people. Coincidentally, when both of our interviews were conducted, they played on two pivotal days, as you'll hear, A-level and GCSE results days. So a very fitting time to be talking about young people and their mental health. Make sure to stick around to hear from Millie at the end of the podcast and find out why the TM team are boycotting our beds in October. So let's get to it. I'm joined by Vanessa Joseph, Youth Voice Network Manager at Mental Health Charity Mind. Hi Vanessa, how are you doing today? Hi Monica, I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, I'm really well as well, thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about you and what you do with Mind? Absolutely. Um, So I started working with Mind back in 2019. Mind decided that they wanted to be an all-age charity and work with young people, 11 to 24. I have expertise in uh, working with young people over child sexual exploitation, trafficking and serious youth violence. Uh, So quite high risk uh, end of supporting young people. Um, And I was brought in to do some uh, influence and participation with young people, really asking young people to influence our work nationally. They tell us what we should be doing and how we should be talking to young people. And so since 2019, I created this network, the Youth Voice Network. um, And this is made up of just over 3,000 young people who shape our work nationally. They can tell us about their experience, for example, about being impatient, all the way through to them helping us to figure out what wording or what pictures we should use when we're talking on social media and we're trying to get uh, engagement from more young people. It's probably, I would say, the best role at mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing to hear. And um, perfect for for us today because we are going to be talking about young people and specifically how pharmacy teams can play a role in protecting young people's mental health and the ways um, they can be there and provide as much support as possible and to kind of kick us off then Vanessa could you maybe share with us what are some of the main mental health concerns facing young people in the UK today? Wow that is that is really a question and it's actually quite hard to answer because you know what, for every young person, it's so different. Um, And many young people as well, Monica, have like complex conditions as well. So there's multiple mental health conditions, not just like one thing. Um, And because of that, it it just becomes more complex for them. And it can start from such a young age as well. But most recently, and in my experience, I've heard from young people with anxiety and depression, all the way through to like serious mental health illnesses, like post-traumatic stress disorder and psychosis. So real like broad Um, breadth of different uh, conditions that young people are being diagnosed with Um, and recently actually Mind held an inquiry into mental health in secondary schools in which they heard from um, almost 3,000 young people, parents, carers, school staff and mental health professionals and sadly one in 10 school staff said that the mental health of students has definitely got worse 
due to the pandemic. Um, and 96% of young people who experienced mental health problems reported that it's really negatively affected their schoolwork. So I honestly think like young people were having mental health problems in the UK before COVID, but COVID has really escalated um, the concerns that we have for young people, what's going on for them in their lives. It has a lot to answer for, for sure. And it has affected their schoolwork incredibly. Wow, one in ten has got worse. That's so so significant, isn't it? it and um, is, yeah. And and kind of talking about school. Um, this podcast is going to come out kind of August, so looking going back to school in September next month. How how can pressures of returning to school amplify um mental health issues that may already exist or? may become apparent yeah actually this podcast has come out it's coming out at a good time um right right now as we're recording it's it's gcse uh results day and yeah a levels were um were last week so good luck young people <laughs> you're hearing this i hope it went well for you uh but there are options if it wasn't quite what you were looking for so um um, how is it amplified in school? So having a mental health illness um, can look quite different for young people. It could look like things um, such as young people becoming really tired, them having like constant battles with their thoughts, having side effects from treatment, if any of them are taking treatment, uh, struggling with mood swings, sensory and emotional overload. And so this can make it really hard to cope like within a school setting where maybe they need to or they feel the need that they need to be on the ball, understanding what's going on in the classroom. There's loads of young people talking and um, and learning and your teachers or and your parents, carers could have really big expectations on you as well. So if you're already feeling quite poorly with your mental health, if you're feeling quite unwell, that those pressures of how school is already is going to really amplify that um and people may see these types of side effects from those young people i.e being tired or um those constant battle with their thoughts or mood swings as just a young person being like grumpy or their hormones or they're just being negative um and actually unfortunately we've heard from young people that in some instances this is seen as bad behaviour, and so they're actually going to be punished for it. We've we've heard from young people who've been put into isolation, for example, because of bad behaviour, but it's actually been their mental health and how their mental health has manifested itself has been wow. like bad behaviour. Or they're asked to not come to school at all, um, so being suspended or expelled. And that is so isolating for a young person who is crying out for help but may not be able to articulate how they're feeling. Um, and in the inquiry that I spoke about earlier that Mind held, over half, so that's like 55% of those from Black and Black British backgrounds, had experienced racism at school. And the staff actually shared with us that they really do feel that this affected those young people's mental health who had experienced the racism. So on top of uh, your pressures at school already, and on top of your mental health, if you are experiencing things like racism, if you are experiencing things like bullying, um, 
that and like how are you supposed to cope it's it's just way too much uh, way too much for an adult to be able to cope with with work who may be able to articulate themselves about how they're feeling and what they need from that young people some young people don't have the words to even describe what's happening um yeah they're really struggling yeah wow and and so I well I, I'm really speechless that, that it's just the thought of being being put into isolation or told not to come to school but because of science of mental health is just staggering isn't it and and so for for us to start here trying to combat that what what are some of the signs that parents or even if people are coming into the pharmacy pharmacy team members can look out for in young people who might be suffering in silence yeah absolutely um and so there may be some real subtle signs that young people are suffering um so these signs could be things such as stating that they have like a physical illness like they've got a tummy ache um they may be forgetting things or changing their minds so for example that could look like being more upset or irritated by things that previously may not have phased them um they may struggle to like make decisions if you're asking them what you would deem as quite simple questions um they may really struggle to answer that or make a decision then you may start seeing them avoid people or avoid particular places not sleeping or eating well as well is a really big run on young people. And for younger young people, um, that can be quite hard because there is also this big emphasis on healthy nutrition and exercise and looking after yourself in this obesity crisis. And so parents, carers may be like, oh my gosh, my child's not eating, what's wrong with them? And almost trying to force food down them. But this could be a really big sign um, that something's not right. They're becoming unwell with their mental health. They need some help. But just to say, these aren't the only signs. Um, and those signs, a lot of them rely on you having a previous relationship with that young person to know them. So I would just want to share here that the most important thing um, for young people is if they're acting differently to how they usually act, or if they've come into the pharmacy and you're just thinking, mm, not sure, ask them, are you okay? Would you like a chat? And ask them this twice. Don't just take the first, yes, I'm okay. No, no, are you are you really okay? Would you like a chat with us? We can take you somewhere private that we can talk. Don't dismiss their change of character as like bad behavior or hormones or being a grumpy teenager. Um, take them seriously. Yeah, thank you, absolutely. And, and kind of furthering that how can pharmacy teams make pharmacies like safe spaces for for young people starting with kind of that double are you okay are you okay absolutely yeah so definitely again just asking them twice are you okay and are you sure you're okay um making information on medicines and treatments like more accessible or easy to to digest for not just for young people that would be for all groups of people um but maybe you want to put signage out um that that you know this is a place where young people can come and speak to us 
um, and things around like treatments might be really useful for young people to have uh, bite-sized information taking more like tailored approach when providing interventions as well so not one size fits all um, think about young people thinking about the language you're using simplify it a bit take your time make sure you're asking them are you understanding what I'm saying would you like someone else in the room whilst we're talking um, I would also like say to undertake regular staff um, awareness, like training days as well, just to bring everyone up to speed on the awareness that there's barriers that young people might face or certain groups might be facing access and support. So an example that I have here is actually a young person who lives in quite a remote area in Wales. Um, and because it's remote, it's so small the community is really small um and this young person was saying to us that actually they needed to go and pick up their prescription but they didn't want to because they didn't want to be seen walking into the pharmacy and then people seeing them and then making assumptions so maybe there's things to think about in terms of um like delivery services to young people for their their repeat subscription prescription sorry um maybe it's also thinking about like any bags that you might give a young person you might not want the pharmacy name on there maybe just a a like brown paper bag might be uh better for them to carry out so that if they do live in doesn't just need to be a remote area any area and they bump into a friend or somebody that they know it's not really clear <laughs> and obvious that they're holding something from a pharmacy it's their medication they might not want people to know i would also then just um also consider implementing like quiet times maybe for young people who have conditions like autism or sensory processing disorder where they might really struggle with loud noises is there particular times uh, of the day that those young people could come um, into the pharmacy and one final thing which might sound silly but honestly it works a treat if there are any safe spaces within the pharmacy that young people can talk have a box of fiddle toys on the side young people hold those uh, in their hands and it just helps them to process any questions that they're being asked if they're struggling to look you in the eye they may just find that a lot more useful um to to have and really helpful for them to process the information and get the words out something so small but honestly it works a treat I carry them everywhere I go when I'm working with young people and I use it myself <laughs> as well <laughs> Love it that's brilliant thank you Vanessa oh there's some really really fab tips there and um definitely some things I think can be implemented in the pharmacy you know but quite easily mm -hmm. as well yeah and kind of thinking beyond the pharmacy where can teams signpost people young people specifically and parents to for further support so I work for MIND. I know the resources that we have at MIND. So please do have a look on our website. Honestly, um, it's a wealth of information there for young people and also other signposting charities, for example, Young Minds, um, that also do support for parents as well. So do have a look at the MIND website. We've worked with the Booper Foundation to develop a brand new set of information resources. They're designed with and for young people. So actually young people between the age of 11 to 24 
five uh, helped us design these information resources for young people. So we know that the wording is right. We know that the images we're using is right. We know that um, the places that we're signposting young people is right. Um, and these resources and advice tips on all sorts of issues, including like coping with exam stress as well, which is so important. Also, how you support a friend. Some young people may not have a mental health condition themselves, but they're, they're trying to be there for a friend who does. It's a great, great hub. Um, Mind also, just to say, has a confidential information and support line, um, and that's available on... 0300-123-3393, open 9am till 6, Monday to Friday. Um, so please do, you know, give that, give Mind Info Line a call as well, if you're not too sure and need some advice. Finally, also to say that the Department for Education also has a signposting hub for services for young people. So type that into a search engine, type that into a search engine um, and have a look at that resource hub. Again, I know that young people have used that and found it really, really good, really beneficial. Brilliant. Thank you, Vanessa. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Next up, I'm joined by Anne Cole, tutor for CPPE in the Southwest. Hi, Anne. How are you today? Hello, Monica. I'm great, thanks. Hope you are too. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Could you maybe start by telling us a little about a little bit about you and your role? Yes, of course. Um, yes, as you've said, I'm a tutor based in the southwest of England and uh, for CPPE, and I run uh, online workshops. And uh, from January, really exciting, uh, back to a face-to-face workshop. Um, which I'm really looking forward to. And I also get involved in developing some of the learning materials for CPP and keeping them up to date. Fantastic. And we're really excited to have you on to have a chat today about kind of what opportunities there are for pharmacy teams to help young people with their mental health. So could you maybe elaborate on that for us? Yes, of course. So People who work in pharmacies have got a real opportunity to get to know children and young people because some of them may be regular users of the pharmacy. Um, And in some cases, some members of the pharmacy team may have known the young person since they were a baby or indeed before during the during the pregnancy um, of that person. So um, it puts them in a really good position to spot changes in behaviour or maybe they're not calling at the pharmacies regularly. Um, and those long-term trusted relationships may encourage the young person to share information and feelings with people in the pharmacy that they won't that they don't share with other people. Um, and that really demonstrates what, what a respected and trusted member of the healthcare team um, pharmacy is. Pharmacy teams may be able to help and support young people as they go through the many challenges they face as they navigate the transition from childhood to adulthood. I was reflecting this morning, we're recording the podcast on the day the students whose GCSEs were interrupted by the pandemic are receiving their A-level results. These students have only ever experienced teacher-assessed grades. Um, Their A-levels actually are the first public exams they've taken, and it's likely to have affected those who've gone through this experience. Listening to how those people are feeling is a really important 
role for all of us, whether we're parents, friends, um, working in a pharmacy, anywhere that somebody may just want to have a conversation. And I've heard some students saying it's made them less nervous when they took their exam, and others have said it's made them more nervous. And that really demonstrates how different people's experience of the same situation can be so different. Um, So we should avoid making any uh, assumptions and listen to each person's individual experience. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you God, you made such a good point there. We were literally just talking about it, that in the office about how it's um, results day. So this is even more poignant, really. And um, yeah, so I've heard that it's really important to consider, you know, both the physical health and mental health aspects together for young people. Could you tell me a little bit more about what you know about that? Yes, of course, Monica. And yeah, this is really important. Um, We know that physical health conditions can affect uh, people's mental health. And conversely, uh, it's really important to to remember that physical health can be affected by those experienced mental health uh, problems. And that might be the actual mental health issue itself, or it might be the treatment that somebody is receiving that is affecting their physical health. So it's really important that the whole person is considered. And we call that the holistic uh, support for for the young person. And that means treating the person as a whole and not just part of them. And it also uh, involves considering the social factors that might be influencing um, how that person's feeling and how people around them are, are making them feel and affecting their experience. So... Pharmacy teams have can play an important role by helping to um, encourage young people to think about things like their lifestyle choices, um, supporting their well-being and resilience and independence. So again, listening to them and maybe signposting or having um, information available in the pharmacy that they can act they can just pick up a leaflet or have a look at a poster might just be the trigger for them to to reach out and get some support yeah absolutely and and on that note where 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 can pharmacy teams kind of gain this knowledge and understanding what support does cpp provide to help pharmacy teams provide young people with support for their mental health yeah, we've got several programs actually that that um, that may be of help for pharmacy teams to to have a look at and access. So we have a consulting with children and young people e learning program. So while not specifically focusing on mental health and well being, this does consider how communication with um, a child or a young person is different to uh, an adult or an older person. So. Um, for example, there may, depending on the age of the of the person, there may be somebody else in the consultation, either a parent or a guardian or somebody else, um, and, and the programme considers how you're going to manage that. Is that person answering for the, the, the child or, or young person, or have they been allowed to speak? And also considering things like consent issues, depending on the age of the child um, and, and how to manage that. We also have a series of mental health cards which are available to download for the whole pharmacy team. And these um, look at different areas of support for people living with mental health conditions, outlining key information and activities to develop 
um, your practice. So those are really useful. And not, although not specifically um, for children, uh, focusing on children and young people, there is a section specifically for them, which is really useful. We've got a, a mental health learning ga uh, gateway where you will find case studies, including some uh, in, uh, involving children and young people that you can work through on your own or as a team to improve your, your knowledge and skills and how you can apply your learning and practice. Within the learningpharmacy.com, uh, which is a separate website for, um, developed by CPPE, um, we've got topics on child health and supporting carers. So while not, again, not directly mental health uh, as a topic, it's looking at the whole uh, holistic support of children and young people. And the supporting carers part um, has got some activities where there may be a young carer involved. So we know there are thousands of young carers in this country who are supporting um, an adult in their, within their family. And they sometimes have challenges um, when they uh, are interacting with pharmacies and that topic is really useful because it, it encourages pharmacy teams again to consider how they can help. So for example some pharmacies have got um, uh, rules if you like that they won't give out medicines to children under a certain age but there are children really quite young who are managing the medicines for the person they're caring for. And they have been doing it for a long time. And they are actually helping to administer the medicines. So it seems um, very um, upsetting, actually, for them that they sometimes have trouble accessing the medicines when they go to collect them. So it's really important to get to know those, those people, those young carers, so that you can make sure your teams support them well and look out for any changes in them to see if their mental health is deteriorating, um, which may, may, may be something you can help with. We also have a mental health e-course, uh, which runs over 12 weeks. And one of the units within the course is children and young people. So we um, look at the management of uh, mental health conditions in that age group and get you to consider how you can use your knowledge in practice to improve outcomes uh, for those people. So within that, we consider how children are different to adults in the way their bodies handle medicines, differences in the way children and young people may communicate um, and what that means for how we approach consultations. So linking in with that consultation skills programme that we talked about earlier. We consider stigma and mental illness in children and young people and um, how that can really affect even their um, ability to talk about what's happening to them uh, and, and how we can help with that. And a lot of this is around listening to people and providing that space, uh, that safe space for them to open up. We consider children and young people with a learning disability and child and adolescent mental health services known as CAMS. Really importantly, throughout all of this, we signpost from our CPPE resources to fantastic resources and organisations such as Young Minds um, and Young Carers. 
there's also fantastic resources um, in within e-learning for healthcare, uh, such as MindEd, and the NHS provides a, a really good website, Every Mind Matters, which has a, a, an area for children and young people. So those are just a few of the fantastic resources that you can access. Um, there are lots more, and you may already be aware of some. There will also be local services and uh, resources that you that you will know in your area. And if you're not aware of any of those, why not speak to your local um, mental health pharmacy team and see see what they've got available and get to know those people? Oh, thank you, Anne. That's all so interesting, and you've given as a wealth of resources to go and explore there. And for pharmacy team members who might be listening right now, maybe on their way to work or maybe on their lunch break, like what can they do right now to help? Thank you for that, Monica, because how we put all of this into practice to help people is so important. So as a team, maybe you could consider how friendly your environment and your approach is for children and young people. So do you display posters and leaflets um, that will appeal to to that age group um, or are they all aimed at adults and are they specifically referring to to um, things that will help that age group um, do you have anything that explains confidentiality uh, to to children and young people and that you have got a consultation room that that they can have a, a, a safe conversation with a member of the pharmacy team in do you take time to listen? We all of us, um, when we're uh, in a consultation, sometimes find that we're doing most of the talking. And this applies to adults as well. Actually, we should be doing less than 20% of the talking within that consultation. So do we actually listen to children and young people? They spend a lot of time being told in some cases, how they should be feeling, or it was never like that in my day, and you just have to get on with it. That's not their experience. We need to listen to each individual person's experience and give them that space. Do you look out for changes in behaviour that may be signs that a young person's mental health is deteriorating, or indeed improving, because it's not always a deterioration. And actually, if somebody is improving, it's really great to actually have a conversation with them about that. I can see you having a really you know, you seem a lot better. Tell me about that. Tell me about that is a really good expression to use whenever you're speaking to anyone about about their health, because it just is a really lovely open uh, offer, really, to, to listen to somebody. And then importantly for you, do consider what you do well. So, you know, don't focus on what you don't do so well. Consider what you do well. Um, and Perhaps one member of the pharmacy team could take a lead on this. So that will help them with their development because they'll be getting some leadership qualities and development in that area and helping the rest of the team in their development as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And of course, all this amazing support is provided by the pharmacy team, but it's also really important to kind of take a step back and consider, you know, our own health and well-being and the well-being of pharmacy team so what support is available for pharmacy team members and their mental health as well yes thanks monica this is so important we know that pharmacy teams are having a really tough time um even more of a tough time than ever um so there are uh 
lots of resources available to to support teams. I would say, first of all, you've got the rest of the team. So use each other um, for that support. Easier said than done, I know, when you're really busy, but do, again, just the same things we've just been talking about for children and young people. Do you offer time for each other just to have that chat and find out how, how they are? And when you ask somebody, how are you today? And they say, I'm fine. You can follow that up with another question. How are you really? Because you can sometimes tell just by people's body language that they're not right. So give them that that space. Because as a, we tend to just say we're fine. But actually that follow-up question, how are you really, can be really powerful. Um, if, if there is uh, support available outside um, the organisation as well. So um, there's an organisation called Pharmacist Support, which is for pharmacists and foundation trainee pharmacists. Uh, it's a charity that's set up to support those people and there's a phone helpline but on their website they've also got lots of health and well-being resources to to help to support um, anyone who's going through a tough time um, and it might be just a general I'm not feeling right or it might be a specific issue that you want to discuss confidentially with somebody. CPP has got a free coaching service for pharmacists, pharmacy technicians and foundation trainees. So um, you can apply via the CPP website for six coaching sessions. Um, all the CPP coaches have gone through training and we have regular supervision for them to keep their uh, knowledge and skills up to date and share good practice across the team. Um, so that's a really popular and successful service as well. For pharmacy technicians, Pharmacy Technicians, there's the Association of uh, Pharmacy Technicians UK, otherwise known as APTUC, um, and they, they can offer health and wellbeing support for pharmacy technicians. But, you know, I would also emphasise that there will be in each area within the um, integrated health uh, care system, as it's known as now, there will be health and wellbeing support, and your own organisation will offer health and uh, well-being support as well so I think the most important message there is reach out if you're not feeling right um, or things you know you just need to talk to somebody reach out to somebody because um, you know there's lots of people who want to help and it's best to get some support earlier rather than later 3.9 million children in the UK are living in poverty and as the cost of living rises, experts warn this will only increase. That's why next month the TM team and some of our CIG colleagues will be boycotting our beds to help raise money for Action for Children, our ROE sponsor. For the last 25 years, the charity has challenged people to give up their bed for a night, raising an incredible £13 million along the way. This simple act has had a huge impact on children, young people and their families across the UK. No donation is too small. Just £40 could pay for gas and electricity for a family for a week. £100 could provide a child with a bed and £1,000, our target amount, could fund the charity's entire parent talk service for a week. To find out more, visit www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Monica dash West 2 or click on the link in our show notes. If you can, please do consider making a donation to this worthwhile course. Every penny is truly appreciated. Thank you. 
Thank you ever so much to Vanessa, Anne and Millie. You can find links to all our resources in the show notes as well as our Just Giving link Millie mentioned. We would be incredibly grateful if you were able to sponsor our team. Every penny counts. That's it for now. We hope we've given you something to think about in supporting the mental health of young people. The children are the future after all. Thank you for listening. I'm Monica West and this is Category Insight.